Hello, this is Ryan Jump from Jump On Movies, and I just want to thank you for for listening to us today. We have again our Star Wars Lord of all knowledge, Andrew. Hello there. And uh, we are going to talk about Solo. So Han Solo got his own movie, uh, a kind of origin story of sorts, and uh, this movie. This movie only came out like what a couple years ago, wasn't it? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. So um, we are doing this movie because this movie takes place um, after Episode Three, before New Hope, before Rogue One. It's so, about ten to fifteen years after Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Um, and so we're just gonna play it loose. You know, and just like we're sitting around a campfire, so um, hope you enjoy listening to us. So um, this scene, I, I guess this movie, um, I'm trying to remember, but I think one difference is that it did not have the normal scrolling text at the beginning of the movie. Was that right? You remember that? Yeah, it's true. Uh, both of these, uh, a Star Wars story movies, it and Rogue One, uh, next the. Um the scroll uh yeah. spoiler uh okay. for rogue one um yeah. but yeah i don't know I, although i still the one thing that i do like that it did was uh it actually went on from a long time ago in a galaxy far far away there's more blue words like it's yeah. a it, it, in a lawless time of scoundrels and bandits i haven't seen this movie in a long time that's probably not what's said I think but uh right. but yeah it, it was like did more to set the stage beyond a long time ago in a galaxy far far away right so, so I was like, it's cool yeah it's kind of nice that they changed it up a little bit it's like oh here we go a star wars movie some more rolling text wait what no okay you know so if you were just gonna watch this movie just for the scrolling text well i guess you're disappointed but um no, um, it, it it doesn't make or break the movie in my my opinion, but it was a difference. Um, and then we see that Han Solo has uh, a girlfriend of sorts before he meets uh, Princess Leia. So spoiler alert! If you haven't said, seen oh, before we get into the plot stuff, I kind of okay. wanted to talk about just the background of this movie and what was going on leading up to it. So, um, was there in the star Wars books, did they talk much about Han Solo's past? Is that what we're going to talk about or something entirely? Well, kind of, but I want to talk about some lore stuff too, okay. but, uh, but also well, just more real world as far as just like, like making the movie and everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I've talked about this before, I think, but just for anybody who hasn't watched the, my other stuff and knows, uh, the uh, there's a thing called the expanded universe that um, a lot of the video games, uh, books, and TV shows made up back before Disney took over. Uh, different things that uh, that you might know about that were part of it is like Shadows of the Empire, uh, Rogue Squadron, um, and uh, the old both of the old Clone Wars shows. Anyway, um, with Knights of the Old Republic, another one of those. Yes, yeah. I was just getting ready to say that oh, one. Okay, sorry. Um, but when Disney took over, they decided, uh, just to have a clean slate and a lot of creative freedom, they decided, uh, expanded universe is not canon anymore. The only things that are canon is, uh, that, uh, the 3D Ahsoka Clone Wars show and also all, uh, six of the George Lucas movies. Wow. Uh, which, uh, hot take here. I actually kind of like that, but as far as just more just generally why they did it, 
that they want a clean slate. I know it pissed a lot of people off because Knights of the Old Republic was being one of them that wasn't canon. Yeah. But you know what? I'm just going to be honest. I think that the EU is really convoluted and it is really hard to get into anyway. And you'd have to explain way too much to get your audience invested into it. So a clean slate is kind of the best choice, if I'm being honest. Even though, again, if I think uh, Knights of the Old Republic could have stayed canon. Yeah, that's besides the point. Um, no, I was just wondering, I mean, you know, just to talk about other franchises that eventually they decide what is canon or what isn't canon. Um, like, I'm, I'm a big X-Men fan, um, as the audience might know. But I The remember, Last Stand. Yeah, but, <laughs> just, but, just, but just like so many things, like if when the comics, they might, it just seems like they just, every so often, every 10 or 20 years, they basically start with a clean slate and tell a new, brand new story, like... And you're always reinventing the characters over and over again. Um, I personally wish they wouldn't do that in a way, but I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't know if they get bored or maybe they're just trying to get this young generation. Oh, we can't, you know, carry on these old plot lines. We just got to start new. I mean, what, what goes into why is the decision being made the Star Wars side, why they would want to just make a clean slate basically, or just start it as stopping point. And you know what I'm talking about? Why would they yeah. do that? Well, um, I'm not necessarily an expert on e on the EU. Uh, pretty much none of the books I've read, but what stuff I have uh, taken in and what uh, lore videos I have watched to know about it, I, I know that the uh, that the EU kind of contradicted itself every so often. As far as just like that's because of how much creative freedom they gave to everybody. Uh, they didn't really provide much in the way of like stipulations as you can't do this, you can't do that. Oh, wow. So like, there, to give you an example, I'm pretty sure there's like six different ways that the Death Star uh, plans were stolen in oh. the old EU and they were all considered canon at once. Wow. Which, for obvious reasons, is kind of problematic. Yeah. Um, Obviously, yeah, definitely. Sh- show dangerous death, uh, uh, Death Star plans. <laughs> 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 Well, that and also they um, one of the other big ones too was Boba Fett not being Boba Fett. There was an alias, and then George Lucas says, "No, that's not the case. His name is actually Boba Fett." Oh, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm going on a tangent here. Let's actually talk about how it relates to Solo. Um, so there's two Solo trilogies. One uh, one of them was really old. There was a three books that are, that are known as the, the Han Solo Adventures, which are more kind of like what they sound. They weren't really an origin story or anything. They're just set around Han Solo, just running and gun through the galaxy. And it was kind of fun. Okay. It came out like the, it actually came out before empire came out. They're really oh, old. Wow. Um, the first, uh, you know, the painting uh, stones or whatever I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, but the other one that they did was more of an origin story. Okay. It talked about him and what all went on with job of the Hutt oh, and okay. his, his ties with Boba Fett and everything. Oh, wow. And it even had a, and it this is definitely inspiration for the solo movie because one of the big parts of it is uh, Han Solo meeting Chewbacca and freeing him from slavery, which was what happened in the movie. Right, right. Although uh, this now here is where I kind of start to have problems with the uh, the newer movies as far as lore and everything is more that I talked about before that I think is a good idea to uh, really clean the slate, but. Um, 
so it's no secret that nobody liked The Last Jedi very much. Uh, it's at least yes. very divisive. So Solo right. was obviously them playing it safe. And this is definitely the point where I kind of feel like Disney just stopped trying to really do anything special just because <laughs> this movie is so clearly them just putting the old EU back in the canon when you, mm-hmm. with what I was talking about with the books. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of hate that they kind of lack the confidence to do something new. Yeah. And I kind of, it's because of that too, that I kind of wish it was more like the Han Solo Adventures kind of books I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. Where instead of being an origin story, doing the expected yeah. Chewbacca thing, they they could have just went for a running and gunning thing. That would have been really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you think there's any way they're come out with a second Han Solo movie, Solo movie? Apparently they might be doing that. Oh, wow. I haven't heard. Although we do know that there's a Lando series coming up, so that, which oh, might be a, a spiritual well, successor right. to that. Yeah. That's yeah. that's probably what it's going to be, and I'm excited for it. Yeah. I kind of like Solo. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let, let's start into the plot so I can actually yeah. explain. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I was talking about, I guess, how, you know, it looked like Solo, um, he... Uh, has a girlfriend of sorts that he is trying to escape with her. Well, wait, well, so what? So like, I'm trying to figure out. So like, there's this weird like alien creature that comes out of the water that's demanding <laughs> certain I don't know a stone or a gem or something like that for payment. And then I'm totally bossing this up. So I'm just gonna be honest. This this is stupid. But it's my kind of stupid. I mean, this really isn't that far off from A New Hope, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, like, th- this is kind of Star Wars to me, and this is kind of probably the best part of the movie, as far not specifically Lady Proxima, uh, the, the worm's name. Okay. Um, but, yeah, this, tonally, this is kind of what I wanted to see, because you didn't... Uh, I mentioned that there's the Origins books before, but you didn't really see that much of uh, this side of so as far as him just being a kid running through the streets of Corellia. Yeah. They kind of got right into him being with Chewbacca. Yeah. And this is kind of, it, it reminds me of uh, American Graffiti. Mm. Which was his, that was his first movie, right? Solo. Second. I, th- I think he did THX right. first. Oh, okay. But I mean, especially with the subsequent scene where they're running away from Lady Proxima on boosting speeders and everything right. this is totally american graffiti yeah oh, that's pretty cool thanks for holding there um and then he has to leave her behind because i guess there's there's stormtroopers there right yeah and then he somehow he gives the he somehow escapes but he has to leave her behind so the deck officer that's probably not even the right name or whatever designation thing but um uh the they bribe the guard, the gate guard there by giving her coaxium, yeah, which right. uh, is very, 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 very valuable. Right. Um, although, just as she lets them through, she goes back on her word and calls the guards. Yeah, yeah. Um, which caused them to be separated. But yeah. So yeah, I also like her character though too, Kira. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I kind of like the uh, the pre Leia thing. Yeah, I mean, she has Kira has a definitely very interesting story arc. It seems like well, she's good, and then something else happens, and you, you, we we discover her in the middle of the movie, and it seems like she switched allegiances, but then it's like, well, maybe she's forced to switch allegiances, and then she's good, and then she's bad, and then she's good. Well, and, and what goes on in the movie, too, so, with her joining Crimson Dawn, uh, yeah. is like, it was really cool. It just adds that whole entire mystique. So what is, so what is Crimson Dawn again? For those that might not So Crimson Dawn, it's, uh, there's... Like two or three uh, big crime syndicates in the years uh, outside of the huts. Okay. There's the huts. There's I can't remember what one of the other ones' names was, but uh, there's also the Pikes and Crimson Dawn. Okay. Uh, a lot of them uh, are tend to like smuggle drugs and uh, and you know coaxium, other different illegal substances okay. beyond just drugs too. Uh, oh. Obvious money. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And so, um, I know I'm kind of fast forwarding, but you know, not, don't really have a plan. But um, so basically, oh, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy that plays um, Vision or Jarvis, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany's in this movie, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I guess a bad guy, right? Yeah, so, very bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, um, what's up with that? Kind of droid that's has a female voice. Oh, the frog thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was hoping you got to talk about this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, maybe give a little backstory. I don't know if you need to. You're I'm just gonna be honest. To it. Yeah. So I'm gonna be honest here. Like I involved, right? I have no clue what the lore behind that thing is. I ended up looking it up, and apparently there's like literally a blurb about them, just about them just being famous musicians. But I mean, anyone with two eyes could have gathered that since they're there. That's their favorite. So who really cares? Um, but okay, here's the thing though, too, is that the weird frog in the tube thing there. It's a really deep voice when it does like the uh, the lower pitched notes of the song makes me laugh so hard that oh, i don't okay. care how stupid it is <laughs> yeah yeah um but and then but isn't there also like uh lando a younger version of lando's here. lando 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 okay um uh, he has a, a a droid as well that um that the droid is like trying to talk to um here i think or somebody like saying that oh you know like londo's in love with me but i don't love him back and then, uh it was uh, lt something and i don't remember her name because i don't care about the character <laughs> <laughs> she got on my nerves it was, it was so weird it, it, <laughs> i don't know i mean i, I mean seriously hard. i i feel like i know the lore fairly well and everything i try to keep up with it and i yeah. don't usually forget character names i mean i i, I I still remember Dooku and Qui-Gon Jinn and everything, but I I think the fact that I can't remember LT's name is kind of a testament to how much she's not a good character. Yeah. Um, uh, Okay, so was... um, Was... Okay. The guy... Uh, oh, Woody Harrelson. 
Oh yeah. So, um, uh, his character. Um, he he was kind of like I mean I don't I, I can't really say that he's one of the bad bad guys at all because I mean it seems like he was just trying to survive. He's like, proto solo. Yeah. Uh, so he. Um, I thought I thought that the character he played was very good. I can't remember his name either. Um, which is a shame because unlike LT, I actually think he is a good character. Uh, Did Donald, not Donald, that's Alden Herring, right? Alden is uh, Han. Um, what was it? What was I saying? I just lost my train of thought. And um, the, but um, I'm trying to think. What, what was I saying? <laughs> I, I, we're so sorry. We malfunctioned. We're gonna start singing the ABCs. We <laughs> figure out what we're supposed to say. But there was a character. Do you know what his role was? Which Ooh. one? Which one are you trying to remember? Oh, the Woody Harrelson character. Oh, okay. What was his name? Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Dead uh, uh. air. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tobias Beckett. Beckett. Okay, All yeah. Right. Sorry about that. Google is our friend. Uh, we're back now. We're back. <laughs> um, yeah, though the that character, I I just kind of liked what he had going on as far as just like in the beginning where he uh, pretends to be an imperial officer, but he's clearly there on some other job. Yeah, and it kind of gives uh, Han okay. a moment to shine, just that he was able to uh, bust Tobias on it. To- yeah. Tabuscus or whoever's name. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. I mean, and he's sort of like you know, it's like it's nothing personal, you know, Han. It's just like I well, got to do this deal. Well, gotta, and the, you know, well, and how he even tries to give him the chance to to be like, are you sure you saw what you saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, in a very threatening manner. Yeah, right, right. So, um, and, and Han just not taking the hint. Right, right. Um, let's see, I want, I, I don't mean to be jumping the gun again, but one thing I do want to talk about is, uh, so what's going on, I guess, uh, um, one of our favorite Darth Lord, Darth Lord's making an appearance. Do you know which one it is, Andrew? Oh yeah, we're skipping to the end of the movie now. <laughs> <Sorry>. uh, <laughs> we love this movie so da, much. Da, 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 da. <laughs> We don't want to talk about 94% of it, so... This movie has nothing going on. Yeah. Has... I, mean, I mean, there's scenes where, like, you know, somebody dies, and they're, like, doing their... They're shooting with their, you know... Their pew-pews and everything. Like, I, well, so the Millennium Falcon gets discovered in this movie? That's the first... Or how did... Do you remember that? Yeah, this is another one of the ones where they just clearly did a checklist of... Han meets Chewbacca. Han meets Lando. Han yeah. gets the Millennium Falcon. Han does oh. the Kessel Run in Twelve Hearts. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, oh, something else I wanted to talk about. So, like, apparently Han can speak Wookiee, but like we don't ever see Han really speaking Wookiee in the other in Four, Five, and Six, do we? 
Yeah, I mean. But now all of a sudden he can't speak Goofy and Hans. Okay, two things. For one, it's one of those things that I I don't care if lore fanatics get mad at. I mean, whatever. Who who cares? If it's uh, I care. Uh, from the from my point of view, you're evil. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did I get that? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, also, I mean, if you're going to actually argue how it's bad that it's that he's somehow able to speak Wookiee, th- there was never really any practical use for it in the original trilogy. Yeah. There was never any other Wookiee character around. True. And I the mean, holiday special doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, what about the special with the Ewoks? Does that exist? No. <laughs> that, not, that one not. No, we, 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 like we, we don't talk about Caravan. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk anymore. Battle of Endor doesn't exist either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, let's see. Uh, any other scenes? Uh, the Kessel Run actually was pretty fun. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, um, here's the thing is, okay, so I'm just going to go right back to talking about really stupid uh, background crap that nobody cares about. But I just care. Bloat my I own care. ego. I care about it. Just to, so I can flex my knowledge. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the how The Last Jedi impacted this movie. Oh, you mean episode eight? Episode 8 that doesn't exist. <laughs> Wait, is Last Jedi? Yes, it's Episode 8. Okay, I'm getting that with, with 4. Well, I mean with 6. Okay, Last Jedi, yes, tell us. Hey, that's what happens when you release them out of order. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so, as I said, uh, The Last Jedi, depending on who you ask, you're going to get a lot of volatile reactions to it. And so they obviously, obviously decide to play something safe. So, Anybody who knows about this movie and was remembers it coming out, it didn't do too hot in the box office. Yeah, Han Solo, Solo did it, right? Yeah, Solo didn't fly well. <laughs> and it, well, was it between a hundred and two hundred million? You think? <laughs> well, it, for there's a multitude of reasons for that. One, because no matter how you feel about the Last Jedi in a vacuum, let's just be honest here. If you're burned, you're burned. And obviously with how much people who didn't like The Last Jedi didn't like it, they have a good reason to maybe just not want to see a new Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of those people that did decide to go ahead and boycott Solo just because they're done with Disney. Yeah. So Disney CEO Bob Iger admitted the company made us made a mistake in releasing Solo only six months after franchise fatigue. Jedi. That's the next reason. Fatigue. Yeah. So even some even I remember this as someone who uh, at least back when it first released really liked the Last Jedi. I remember kind of feeling like basically I've kind of had enough Star Wars and I've been a longtime Star Wars fan. This is depressing. Yeah, yeah right. You know, this, it's like Well, because here's the other thing too is The Last Jedi came out in December of 2017. Solo came out in May of 2018. Only yeah. 6 months to breathe. That's yeah. a little too much Star Wars. Yeah. And I just wonder sometimes like And that's the fourth run in a row because they've been do- since 2015 they've been doing one movie a year. Right. 
And that seems really nice, you know. Everybody looks forward to it, you know, once a year. It's cool as a kid, but I'm like, Um, and I hate to sound this like pretentious and preachy, but a lot of us just we aren't kids anymore, so we we don't really need that constant Star Wars going. Instant gratification, (laughs) like seeing that in the movies. I just wonder (sighs) how does Marvel do it because sometimes they do two or even three marvel movies. they're going to be doing four a year from now on oh, man. It's just like... and yeah and i'm going to be fair here i think that they might run into the same problem mate not necessarily franchise fatigue but as far as just like movies overlapping each other and oh, yeah. taking away from each other's popularity and success yeah i mean uh like because think about how unlike star wars since they are doing four per year Think about how much work goes into those movies. You can't keep up four movies a year. That's insane. I mean, <laughs> they must be spread really thin, or they have a ton of people working for them. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. And I mean, if they want to do something really creative for each one, one or two things are going to happen. They're going to be well made, like just as far as on a technical level, but they're not going to be very unique or creative, which is already a criticism of. Uh, some of the last few Marvel movies since like yeah. 2017 is that they're very derivative of each other. Yeah. I don't agree with it, but yeah. it's a criticism, uh, yeah. which is only going to blow with four. Right. But although then the other thing that's going to happen is if they do try to make a more, each one creative, then they're not going to be technically well-made probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you lose something. Yeah. There's going to be sacrifice somewhere. So, I mean, I really wonder what it's going to be like because um, I know Venom is in its own Sony-verse right now. We have Venom 2, but but basically, not even a month later, you have Spider-Man 3, Far From Home. Or, oh, yeah, wait, I didn't even think. We were just talking about the MCU. Yeah, right, yeah. We're really, you know, subject. But I just thought just how, this, how that's going to work. So, um, um, and, and there, there, there's rumors out there that there could be Venom might, sh- or Tom Hardy might show up in Spider-Man No Way Home. It's, um, it's insane. So, so um, the other two reasons that I and a lot of other people were kind of not digging Solo when it was still trailer season mm-hmm. was that, beyond those two that I already said, was that uh, basically um, a lot of us just kind of felt like it was a bit cheap for them to kill Solo back in 20, Han Solo back in 2015, mm-hmm. and then immediately want to make a movie about him a couple yeah. of years later. Like, it kind of uh, felt like they're going back on the emotional impact of that a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Like they're trying to win back the fans by bringing back a popular character, right. even though they're not bringing him back. Right, you know, but resurrection still, will be like the Matrix. <laughs> uh, uh, but the other thing, too, is, and I think a lot of people have forgotten about this. I still remember just how scared I was of this was that, and I don't know if you want to look this up too, is um, Solo changed hands a few times. Uh, Ron Howard is the final director of Solo, but the one other name I know was attached to it at one point was the uh, the uh, the two brothers that did the first Lego movie back in 2014. They were originally supposed to, uh, Christopher Lord. Uh, but I know it changed hand more uh, at least somebody else between Ron and yeah. the brothers. So you said Phil Lord and Chris Miller. So yeah, but, that know, and then Ron Howard eventually combined with the yeah. director changes, 
It was a movie that went through multiple reshoots, too. Yeah. Reshoots and director changes are usually not a very good sign for a movie. Right. Right, yeah. Um, and I think it kind of shows, because even though it's way better than, I'll admit it's way better than it could have been for those circumstances, yeah. this doesn't really... I, I can't really quite pick out Ron Howard in this movie. Yeah, when I saw that Ron Howard directed, I was like, boy, I couldn't tell that he did. But, I mean, there are some of the movies that he directed, and I don't know. So, um, kind of like, uh, on an X-Men Hill uh, take again, I, I remember there were so many reshoots with both uh, New Mutants as well as The Dark Phoenix, Debacle. It's the death sentence. And he got, uh, yeah, it's like, don't do that story anymore, Marvel X-Men. Don't, don't, don't talk about Jean Grey. Just, just watch the cartoon series. They're doing Dark Phoenix, right? Yeah, that's right. But those went through multiple reshoots, and they were, they're kind of crappy films, I hate to say. But, you know, I, I love the X-Men franchise, but I, it was, it wasn't a fun going down. Let's talk about X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Actually, I didn't like parts of that one. Too, <laughs> so, um, all right. So, um, hopefully, no more talk about X Men, even though I love it. But uh, we'll try let's talk about X Men. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, first there's Professor X, and then there's Cyclops, and oh, Wolverine, Wolverine Origins, right? No. Okay. No. Um. Uh, okay. So let's actually like you know get back what we were talking about with Darth Maul. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the Dark Lord. Yeah, the Dark Lord. Uh, Voldemort. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Destroy this! Now, so... Yeah, this movie... This, this was, like, the one of the cooler parts. Although, uh, it is still... It just kind of felt like they just threw it in there just for anybody who might have fallen asleep at this point. Yeah. Um, Ooh, they need some eye candy. Here we go. Ooh. Well, and it's really weird too because I, 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 it's really weird how you just said it's cool, and now I'm going to proceed to trash talk it. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> well, he doesn't even okay. do it. He doesn't do anything in the scene. Like, no, just talk. Like he's in a hologram, and you see him ignite the lightsaber. Like, what is he going to do? Strike her down from yeah. halfway across the galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what was the lightsaber supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, this lightsaber goes through bones or whatever. Huh, I, huh, I wonder if this dude that looks like Satan that we've never seen anybody of his species, at least on the main screen before, is Darth Maul. What if it's Darth oh, Maul's he... twin brother? Darth Law. <laughs> <laughs> it's Savage. I love it. I love it. I, actually, wait, he does have a twin brother. <laughs> uh, Darth Maul's a twin brother? Yeah, that was in the Clone Wars. It's oh. called Savage Opress. Oh, oh, I just also remembered that. <laughs> They actually, <laughs> oh, oh Lord! They actually did do the evil twin brother oh, in oh, Star Wars. They've covered everything. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. No. Um, are, we, are we sure it's Darth Maul? We're sure. Okay. So they color coded him yellow just so you could tell the difference. Um, <laughs> I paint by number. Oh. I don't know that this is Darth Maul, so I I, I I need to see his double blade lightsaber to feel comfort. I need to see him do a couple backflips like uh, with Park. Yeah. Ray Park. Ray Park, yeah. Well, it's, it's really weird, too, because uh, Ray Park uh, physically did the mocap for him in that sequence, but uh, yeah. 
uh, Sam Witwer, who voices him in the Clone Wars, provided the actual voice in that scene when he's doing uh, "Come to Dathomir" or whatever yeah. he says in that yeah. scene. I can't remember. Yeah. But, so, so what do we have to say about like Solo's on again, off again girlfriend? Is she corrupted? Does she have a secret mission we don't know about? Is she trying to bamboozle so, Darth Maul, or is she really working for him? So I, yeah, I kind of like this whole rogue thing that she has going on. Is that you can't really tell what her allegiance is, especially since she's clearly not quite loyal to Dryden Voss at Paul Bettany. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, she, because of that end se- sequence, she ultimately answers to Maul. Mm, yeah. Since she knew how so. to con, she contacted him. He didn't contact her. Right. Um, um, and and it, this might be really going into the future too far, but I'm wondering: do we see, do we see her at all in Rogue One? No. And we, or, and we don't see Darth Maul either? No. They're clearly setting up some sort of series of a team-up with her and Maul on Dothamir, because uh, if you watch The Clone Wars, Dothamir is an important planet, especially to him. Okay. And I would like to see that story, but it's just really weird that they set up and never paid it off at all. Yeah. Um, it's like, why is this cameo scene here? Well, it's, it's kind of annoying just how much, like, they revitalized Maul with the Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, how much of a character you still have yet to watch that? But yeah, uh, but uh, in that show, Maul pretty much comes back from the dead, and it's that whole thing is kind of uh, important. Understanding his role in Solo is that okay. he organized multiple crime syndicates into an alliance by, uh, around in the Clone Wars where. He actually had control over the Pikes as well as uh, oh, Crimson wow. Dawn. Oh, wow. He was Dryden Voss knew about him. He, he, okay. he actually got a cameo in the seventh season of that show. Where you see, it's a blink of the US that you'll see Paul oh. Bettany on the hologram. Oh wow! Anyway, um, but yeah, it, although clearly, um, but by, by by the time he's by the time he gets like this point too. He's kind of losing control a bit. And I kind of want to see that story. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I wonder if they will make an appearance. There's going to be an Ashoka, is that her name? Ashoka series? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be after Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. So that it, Maul's going to be no bueno for that. Um, oh, okay. So do we actually see Maul die for dead? Like Yes, blood? yes, we do. Oh, that's okay. Rebels. Ah. And... That's the other big reason that I was uh, talking about Maul just now was that uh, I don't know what I was going on about talking about him losing control and so he, he wasn't what was I talking about. Um, it is in Rebels that you see him totally destitute. Um, oh, wow. When uh, they happen to find uh, Maul on some ancient Sith world where he's like down below the surface with all the rocks and everything, and uh, he uh, he gives off the appearance of some like feeble old. Uh, monk or something like that because you see him he's like walking around with a cane and everything oh, wow. and he has the hood on and he, and he he doesn't identify himself as Maul when you see him he, he calls he, he tells the main character to, to call him old master oh wow, wow. although the uh, the the cane he uses is obviously fake he uh, his light he has a cane lightsaber oh, really? it's a stick okay. that yeah. he, he sticks the lightsaber and then pulls it out like oh the, okay it's kind of okay like, what what do you think happened to Darth Maul to get him to that point where he was only, or is that described in Rebels? 
that's Rebels that was okay. going on. And that's what I was saying was right. when you see him there, that's when at that point you can tell he no longer has Crimson Dawn or the Pikes or anything if he's yeah. in this situation. And that's that's why that's what obviously Solo it was setting up because Solo came out after all the mall stuff. Right. So right. although at this point too, I don't know. I just because of how much of Mall they've been showing lately, I'm kinda not interested in him as much. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. you're probably still interested just because you haven't seen all that sure. stuff. But, yeah. But it's kind of... You're kind of waiting for the character to die and just be done with It's it. kind of the overexposure of Maul. Yeah, it's like Maul gets all this attention, like more attention than... It seems like more attention well, than like other Sith Lords. Well, and at, uh, at the end of Season 3 of Rebels, that is when we see Maul die. Because Maul finally finds... Uh, Rebels is supposed to be after Revenge of the Sith as well. Oh, after okay. Solo as well, too. Oh, okay. um, Maul finds an old Alec Guinness-esque Obi-Wan on Tatooine, finally. Oh, wow. Uh, waiting to duel him after all these years with Phantom Menace. Wow. And Obi-Wan kills him there. But anyway, wow. that's kind of the whole point that I was talking about as far as just, like, what's the point of a series when we already know how it's going to end? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, anybody who wants to say... Fan uh, service? Well, what's the... Well, what's the point of the prequels then? But I mean, yeah. but there, there, but the difference is that there's not nearly as interesting as an arc. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like Maul lends himself as well to a crime-oriented show like as Solo does. Yeah. Um. I uh, yeah. I wonder if they'll eventually do a series. Just fast forwarding way ahead, but I wonder if they'll do a series to show what happened to. Um, Senator Palpatine, you know, from where what happened after episode six and all the way up to episode nine. Oh, when he just out in the space, out yeah, space doing what? nothing. Where, where did you come from? Why are you here? Why are you still alive? It's um, uh, it's Emperor Palpatine's pad. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna have like some. I got the jacuzzi bar right here. And it's hot dogs over here. Adds like seventies funk theme yeah, to it. That's right. Disco baby. It's a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> Vote for Papa Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I blew uh, up the Death Star. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, um. Um. So. It, I, I got a random question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, does Chewbacca ever get married? <laughs> um, <laughs> since we established that the holiday special is clearly not canon, <laughs> um, I don't think there's an answer to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> random questions, but girls, right? Pulls out the gun. It's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> Does okay. So you, uh, one another thing I want to ask you. So uh, does Jabba the Hutt make an appearance in Solo? I thought I did see him. No, he doesn't. Okay. Well, what's now. weird was uh, okay. So Rogue One came oh, out. He was he, he had an appearance in Episode Three, right? Yeah, in, uh, yeah. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Or Six also... Three, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yeah. Um... Uh, sorry, I, I thought that he was in um, uh, Episode. Three, like the one with Danikin, you know, Revenge of the Sith. You're thinking of the Clone Wars. Am I? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> That's not canon either. Okay. Oh, okay. 
Never mind. It's a, it's, not, it's not, um, so, um, well, yeah. What's weird though, too, is Rogue One came out two years prior to Solo, as I mentioned. And the way that movie ended uh, with, um, uh, Leia's A New Hope ship, the Tantive Four, escaping and leading right into A New Hope, obviously. Mm. A, a lot of us thought for so that they're going to do something to tie in A New Hope as well. Like, m- maybe seeing uh, Han and Chewbacca uh, on Tatooine and the end shot, something like that. Which would have been cool, but it's still kind of weird that that's like, for as checklist, uh, checklisty as this movie is, as far as Lando, Millennium Falcon, Chewbacca, whatever, the whole thing. That that is like the one part of the checklist they skipped that in Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird that they went so safe but didn't do those two things. Yeah, I'm. So, that's what I'm saying is I I know I'm complaining about it being so safe, but it's like if you're going to be if you're going to do the safe thing, commit to it. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, what do you think this movie is trying to talk about? Uh, gambling, because there's some gambling. Like Solo is a good one. It says if you gamble, that's no good. <laughs> that's no, um, oh, because uh, what, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, didn't he say something bad about yes. gambling? Yes. Um, but um, He says that murder is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Taking your fingers and poking out your sister's eyes. That's a bad thing to do. Hurting people is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I, I won't I'm do just, that I'm now. Just being silly. Yeah, I'm just being silly. Um, okay, let's get back to the actual movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that was uh, okay. So it's been a while since I've watched this movie, but um, near the end, the soul have a chance to join up with the Rogue One esque rebels. And yeah. Not to. So those are actually technically not the rebels. Okay. The. Those were kind of like, they were so rebellious, but they, they were not they had, the they rebels. They had this, this good armor, they write some kind of suit of armor. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, they they look like like clan leaders or tribesmen yeah. or something like that. They were cool. Yeah. Um, that was like one of the other things I liked about the movie was the villain. Um, and yeah, they probably will be part a part of the rebel alliance when that comes to fruition because that's the thing um, that not everybody realizes is when they're showing the rebels. Depending on what time your show or movie is set in, they're not the rebels yet, because um, not every uh, group that chose to fight the Empire was with Leia and the rest of them. And since Leia hadn't actually publicly gone and tried to do anything yet, yeah, well, yeah, she was still at the point where all she was just doing was just shuttling cargo around where it shouldn't be. Oh, okay, yeah, because I was going to ask, what is, I mean, they got a Solo Origins movie. Do you think they'd ever come up with a Leia Origins movie? Rebels. Rebels, okay, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> All righty, so watch that. Well, she also, there's also a book that was, I still need to read this really good. Um, I can't remember what her name was that wrote the book. She's a really popular uh, Star Wars author for the new canon books. The book is called Leia, Princess of Alderaan. It was meant to lead up to um, Claudia Gray. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's a very popular author, and Leia is definitely one of her favorite characters to write about. She understands Leia perfectly. Mm-hmm. So definitely read that book too if you want more origin uh, for as for new canon. Sure. Yeah. 
Sure. Uh, but yeah, it, a lot of that too is her just like basically more fully defect like mentally to the rebels. Oh, okay. Okay. Growing the conscience and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Does uh, Leia show at all in that book that she has any kind of power with the Force at all? I don't think so. Again, I haven't read it, but I hadn't heard anything about that. Or in Rebels, or in... Not really, but that's also since Last Jedi wasn't out yet for a lot of those Leia appearances in that show. Because you're obviously asking about uh, the Mary Poppins scenes in that movie. <laughs> that, that's that's <laughs> stupid scene. <laughs> uh, the kids will like it. Asinine <laughs> visual. Uh, he must have had a sad childhood. Oh. <laughs> so no, I I just we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about the scene when the time comes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot I'm, to say about it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, um, any last thoughts? Um, any last scenes you want to talk about before we talk about last thoughts with the movie? Or? Um, let's just talk about two of the other big sequences in the movie. Um, okay. The the train heist on Vandor, and then we'll also talk oh, about okay. the Kessel Run because yeah. uh, that that train sequence is really cool. Yeah. Uh, what happens prior to it and immediately after it with like all them sitting around the fire and everything. Uh, so I can't remember if it was immediately at, it was, it was before the train sequence happens. Yeah. They're sitting around the fire and, uh, I kind of like how they handled this part of the checklist is how Han gets his iconic, uh, blaster is that you see, there isn't really any big showcase of it. Literally all that happens is Woody, uh, reaches into his bag and just tosses it over to a Han and he has the blaster. I kind of like this trend that Disney has been doing with um, popular uh, like items and weapons of sorts. Like yeah. Luke Skywalker's lightsaber in Force Awakens is just in a chest. Right. The, it, it, yeah. Like there's nothing special about it. Yeah. Like they obviously know it is special as far as in the sense of who it belongs to, but it's not like right. held on this pedestal or anything. Right. Yeah. And then. In the same movie, the Millennium Falcon, it, it, it's not like there's not like the uh, the light beam shining down from the clouds on yeah, it. Yeah, it, It's literally just in the middle of some junkyard next to yeah. a bunch of other piece of crap vehicles. Right. Yeah. And going back to Luke's light, lightsaber, um, this is the more controversial one. Uh, how they how they just had Luke throw it over the cliff? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like what? Maybe Why? not. If not the character it's it themselves, the more like the items themselves. Yeah. yeah, I kind of like the general treatment as far as just like these aren't anything special. Why? Why would these characters care about it? Yeah, yeah. Um, one one brief thing I want to talk about too is, I guess we have to talk about um, how did Han get his last name of Solo? Oh yeah, thank you for reminding yeah. me of that. So um, yeah, I think that's kind of cool. Because um, he's I, trying to leave, right? I think that matches perfectly as far as just him being a street rat. He wouldn't have a last name, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess it would have been a little cute if they, if the maybe the officer ran through a bunch of other really stupid names before settling on so like if he's inside a uh, Han Lonesome or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Han Lone Boy. Han Lonely. Han Lonely. <laughs> but but at the same time, I I mean, yeah, I'm just gonna be honest. I, I know me, I probably would have been 
if they did it, I would have been on here complaining about why they were beating around the bush and didn't just get by itself. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Damned yeah. if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did they mention it? And you know if they mentioned in, like, the book series how he got the solo or did he not really touch it? I'm pretty sure he was always just – that was actually his name in the oh, book, in okay. the old U. They just – in the movie, they were like, oh, well, you don't have the last name. Well, here's one. So. Cool. All right. Well, one uh, last thing you wanted to talk about now. I keep thinking of more things to talk about. Um, <laughs> oh, we yeah. So I remember, too, um, the opening battle uh, of the movie on Mimbin, where he is on that like weird, like disgusting-looking planet like in the marshes and everything, oh, fighting right. the, those rebels. Yeah. Well, and to, uh, just because uh, there's a YouTuber that I watched, too, that has even given commentary on a lot of the uh, that part of the movie with Han service and the Empire just that I find interesting too that uh, was basically I don't know if it was, I think they showed a bit of it in the movie but it's also deleted scene was that uh, Han got his wish to be a, a, a TIE fighter pilot instead of on the grounds oh, okay. uh, but you see that he, he immediately almost like crashes the ship so they throw him onto the ground <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I just remember that actually was how it was in the movie. Was in the finished movie is that he didn't fight the time fire. They just put him on the ground. Oh, anyway, okay. what the the guy that was uh, the YouTuber that I watched though, I found his insight kind of funny. Was he was uh, he's talked about being in the navy before, mm. so he had some kind of insight into the military thing. Sure, is that uh, he's talking about how funny it was to him because in the real life U.S. military, that actually is how it goes a lot of times. Is that you'll sign up to be in a specific branch and then they'll just put you on boots on the ground. Yeah. Wow. wow. So I, I don't know. I, I obviously never would have known that. I'm not, I'm not like knowledgeable about military thing, but knowing that little bit, it kind of makes it funnier to me. Yeah. Right. But Some real to life. Um, as far as just like, there. yeah, I, I want to be in the, uh, I, I want to fly a plane. So, yeah. so naturally you get to be in the jungle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What? This does not make any sense. It's not what I was hired for. I'm I'm here to be an accountant, and I'm flying jets. So yeah. But also the the battle itself was cool. It was kind of cool seeing some classic Star Wars, like the ATSTs going through the marshes and everything. Yeah, that's true. And then the other action sequence too, the uh, the train heist, where they're up in like those snowy mountains with like the uh, oh, yeah. the gravity boots and everything, like hang on the side trying to get all the yeah quaxium out. That was cool. Yeah. Do we see Coaxium again mentioned or as part of a plot in future Star Wars movies, or is it mostly this one? It's mostly this one, but okay. who knows? It may be important again. It it's kind of like so. gas in The Last Jedi. We keep talking about oh, yeah. The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Well, and at least for this one, it's kind of understandable since, I mean, a, a lot of why this movie either just succeeded or failed in your eyes is because of The Last Jedi. Yeah. I mean, this clearly, this movie is in the direction it took is clearly influenced by how that movie went. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so got a little bit more time left. Uh, should we talk about uh, ratings or grades or final thoughts? Yeah, let's so, talk about all that stuff. Okay. Um, let's see. I will honestly say that when I watched this movie. I got a little bored at times, so I actually flipped open my phone and was reading emails. I'm sorry. I was trying to do that. But what I did watch, I mean, I did like. I mean, 
but I kind of feel like so far I might like this movie less than I did the prequels. <laughs> okay, we'll go so that, that, that's just me. But maybe I need to watch it again in order to enjoy more things. I mean, okay, I think I liked it better than Attack um, of the Clones. Yeah, than Attack of the Clones. Good. <laughs> so yeah, but. Um, I still like, I mean, oh, and I like it better. I think I liked it better than The Last Jedi. Of course, we haven't reviewed that yet, but um, I guess that's not. I can't wait for that review. Yeah, that's setting the bar low there. I don't know. What do you think? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right back into stuff that nobody cares about and uh, <laughs> talk about my history with it. So because of all the, uh, the, uh, the background stuff that I've talked about as far as just like with its production and everything, I I was kind of on a lot on the same page with a lot of that stuff as far as just like yeah the production scared me uh, mm. Star Wars fatigue sadly yeah, so I'm just like so yeah uh, outside of the um, the first six George Lucas movies which I naturally couldn't have seen mm. Solo is the only Star Wars movie that I have consciously chosen to not watch in the theater. I'm so yeah. I've um, I've seen Phantom Menace because the, they re released it back in 2011. Right. Empire and then all the other movie new movies besides so, I, and that kills me too. That I even actually watched Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I, I actually spent money on that. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, you actually I, had your 12 bucks back. Yes. Uh, At 15 bucks. Yeah. No, okay. Yes, 15 bucks for the ticket. Don't remind me. Uh, <laughs> but, um, that was before popcorn. <laughs> Um, so I obviously had a very low opinion of it going in when I finally watched it when it, when it came out on the Blu-ray and physical media because of how low my expectations already were I was surprised by how much I liked it uh, it's obviously it's obviously still pretty far down my list if I were to rank them but just, just because I couldn't really uh it couldn't really ever disappoint me any further than what I was already expecting. I don't think it, it could only go up. So I was like, "Hey, this is a pretty cool movie." Because because I had no expectations. Yeah, I've I've kind of found that with a lot of movies recently that I've watched. It's like if you don't expect it to be good, it usually kind of sometimes is good. Yeah, that is true. Because my dear, like, well, for example, I was thinking I was talking to you. Um, I just saw Wonder Woman eighty four. And I had heard, oh, this is a terrible movie and everything. And I watched it and I was like, you know, this movie's not too bad. I kind of like it. And I thought you shared a similar yeah, I like that. respect. I, right. Yeah. Uh, it, so, yeah, obviously, I can see that. It, it's, it's, it's the same thing for both of those movies. They're not perfect movies. They have their flaws, but I thought they were really, they're both pretty good. They're yeah. pretty well worth my time just because of the fact that I didn't, they couldn't disappoint me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, I'd probably you, give it like a seven out of ten. Okay, probably would give it a six out of ten. Okay, so we're at six point five, something like that, maybe. Yeah. So, um, but um, yeah. Any uh, any final words there? What else we can say? Just have a couple minutes left. Um, yeah, I just. just I, 
ahead. Despite my uh, just totally reaming it this whole entire time for playing things safe, it's also weirdly something that I kind of like about it, that we we finally do have a movie that's not 100% just an exposition dump. It's just a fun, stupid movie. Yeah. I mean, we've really kind of changed the way how these podcasts you know, between us are going to go. And I really enjoy that. Not feeling that you're on a set schedule to say, I got to say 15 things about this movie, you know? Well, and like, so I'm saying, uh, and everybody just always talking about how solo is like thematically, you know, uh, resonant or anything. I'm just like, because it's not meant to be. Right. And I kind of miss that, uh, that sort of style of movie making that's, yeah. That it didn't challenge you or anything. It's just about having fun. Right, right. So it's good to have that. So we need that. So um, I guess so. Our next movie review will be on Rogue One, uh, which I've heard a lot of good things about. Um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about that one. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching it. Um, so we will do that um hopefully uh within the next month i'm hoping i'm i'm so excited actually for watching it i might just like you know maybe we'll get another podcast out in two or three weeks so so wait Ooh, a month yeah so i'm really excited about doing it so uh andrew i just want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and uh uh you know just kind of just um impressing us with your star wars knowledge i'm impressed boring I'm really everyone impressed. I Boring. love it. I love it. I mean, this is great. You know, I'm learning a bunch. And, and if I don't remember everything, which is probably going to happen, I can always re-listen to these podcasts over and, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember he said that. So My lore bits are the parts that all of the audience skip, probably. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So I think a lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of people would appreciate what you talked about, too. And um, You're there that one person at, at work. A couple times we were in the break room at work. And you guys ended up they happened to be, you know, Eric and Eric, and they were talking about Star Wars as well. And you're all like talking about it, and they're like, oh, this is great. You know, everybody's a Star Wars nerd. <laughs> except, except for me, I don't remember everything, but, you know, it's all good. So thanks again. So um, we will uh, leave you with that, and have a great day, everyone. Stay safe.